0: Ro. That thing is moderator for tonight's broadcast I'm your moderator Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Fix it now. It's high noon for Monday, August twenty third, twenty twenty one. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm Your Moderator, or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm Reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm Your Moderator. The Substack is I'm Your Moderator dot dot com, and the merch site is www dot dot com. If you're having browser trouble. Go direct to shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel couture. Today is the 215th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who was overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. So congratulations, commies. You always follow the science, except when you lead the science with propaganda. And that's happened now, hasn't it, commies? Out of nowhere, you just got the world's most deadly vaccine ever approved by the FDA in record time. And you did it even a few weeks before that record time was planned. The FDA went and gave full approval to the Pfizer COVID vaccine that was not supposed to be Approved until 2023 and then not supposed to be approved until after Labor Day. But you pushed it on up another two weeks because the science was just that strong. Right. That has to be what it is, right? I mean, you wouldn't have the FDA getting pressured by a fake president to pass a vaccine so that they could mandate the vaccine. Could you? That couldn't happen. These people are all very responsible about the science. That's why they're out there pretending that hydroxychloroquine doesn't help COVID and that ivermectin doesn't help COVID. In fact, they've launched campaigns against those two generic drugs, even though billions and billions of doses of both drugs have been given to people. For decades. They're among the safest drugs in existence and they fix the problem, but they're not FDA approved for covid. So the FDA is actually trying to make sure that pharmacies won't fill the prescriptions for covid that real doctors are giving because they know it works and they want to save patients. But that's not good enough for the FDA. The FDA wants to make sure that, you know, ivermectin is actually for horses and it can't be used for anything else it's only for animals and remember humans are not animals right totally not animals at all and we don't want to think of ourselves as animals otherwise we might realize hey Something that works on animals could work on us too because we're also animals? Huh. Didn't you idiots see all the headlines in all your little commie newspapers about how your dog can get COVID too? So would the ivermectin work on your dog or your horse to get rid of COVID? Or does it only work on human animals? but human animals can't take it because it's reserved only for non-human animals, right? That all must make sense or else why would the FDA be putting out that exact messaging? Strange, isn't it? They did the same thing with hydroxychloroquine that they're now doing with ivermectin. And if either of them actually were just used as a therapeutic, we could have fixed the whole COVID problem about a year and a half ago. And I guess we would have never had any excuse to be using masks or vaccines, in quotes, under an emergency use authorization, because we wouldn't need either, obviously, because having a disease in the world that is less deadly than the flu and does not kill children, it actually doesn't qualify as an emergency. (laughs) And, I mean, that's not my opinion about the emergency use authorization. You can only give those if there aren't other options. So to make sure that there aren't other options, the FDA actually went out and made it so that people couldn't access the other options, even though the other options Only save people's lives and don't kill them and don't inject their body with spike protein that'll eventually end up in all of their organs so that even slight maladies can cause enhanced immune response and potentially kill people. And do they have graphene oxide in them? Yeah, but don't worry about that. It's FDA approved. That's how you know it's good. And then once it's FDA approved, you're following the science to take it. And if you don't want to take it because, let's say, you've already had COVID and you have antibodies, or you have a medical condition and the vaccine could actually make you sick or kill you, or you just have a brain and eyes And you're good at thinking and you're a healthy person who's not scared of a disease that kills one out of a thousand people, all of them being old and with severe comorbidities, an average of four. You could have any of those reasons not to want to take the vaccine, but if you choose not to now, you're not following the science. Now you're not allowed to say anymore Well, maybe I'll take it once it's FDA approved. Well, first of all, anybody making that excuse was lying. Just tell the truth and say you don't want to take it because you don't need it. You're not scared of covid and you know it kills people because you have a brain and eyes. Then you're just telling the truth and then the truth actually gets to do its work on the person you're talking to. Rather than just making up an excuse that you both know is a lie. And then just allowing that to sit out there. Well, I know he doesn't really mean that. So I suppose I don't have to think about it at all. That's right. That's what happens when you don't tell the truth. The other person doesn't actually have to reckon with the truth. If instead you go out and you say, I'm not taking that vaccine because go ahead and fuck yourself. Then the person actually has to contend with your reasoning, which is you're not going to be told what to do by liars and people that do not have your best interest in mind. And that, my friends, is provably true based on the entirety of the covid response. Based on them contradicting themselves a thousand times about basically everything, masks, lockdowns, mandates, Everything, everything. Tell me one thing that any of these public health experts have been right about. Did any of their mitigation steps actually help mitigate the spread of the disease? The answer is no. If you think the answer is yes, that means you actually have no idea what you're talking about. Because there is no data to support any of their mitigation methods. There wasn't any data to support those mitigation methods when they proposed them and then when they forced them on society. And there hasn't been any data since to say that they worked. So what you're doing following the science commie is you are actually pretending that the science says something other than it does. And then you are leading the science with your propaganda, with your desired outcome. And assuming that if enough experts on television tell you that there's data there to support that, that they must be really telling the truth. So what you're doing is not following the science At all, you're simply trusting people because the television says those people are experts. You're putting your faith in the abstract idea of science. And that, my friends, is just scientism. You are leading the science in quotes where you want it to go through the use of propaganda. And that's all this is. There is nothing scientific about the FDA's approval of the Pfizer vaccine for the coronavirus. And if you're the sort of commie that has played along this entire time, but now you're sitting around thinking, oh, hey, they might mandate this poison on me, too. Well, Perhaps you're starting to realize how this world works and how it has worked the entire time, by the way. But we're very, very happy that you are waking up to reality because we want you to migrate back to America. And if you think you're ready to do that, well, my friend, you may well be a redeemable communist. And if you are, we want you here. And with that, I would love to extend a warm Monday high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies. It's so nice of you to join us for this hour or maybe this hour and tomorrow's hour or maybe the whole week. And I'll tell you what, commie, you do it for two weeks. You're going to be on the road back to America. I guarantee it. Because the thing is, you know, somewhere inside that little, tiny, commie child brain that you're doing something wrong, okay? Because the world just keeps not adding up for you. You're confused why the science hasn't gotten you out of the pandemic after 18 months when they told you it was only going to be two weeks. And one would think that after 18 months, maybe you might realize that your problem is not the people who don't like Joe Biden. Right. So all you have to do is trust that feeling inside yourself where you might think, Wait a second. Do those crazy, stupid racists on the other side have a point? (laughs) Yeah, commie. All of us, we have a point. But here's the thing. We're not crazy, not stupid, and not racists. So you're going to realize all of that eventually. You would help yourself and the country to realize it now. And once you do... All you have to do is rid yourself of all those stupid and evil communist ideas and migrate right back to America. We will all welcome you with open arms because most of us understand where you're coming from. All right. This culture has tried to influence all of us. OK, some people it didn't work on it at all. And cheers to them. A lot more people are like me Who it worked on for a long time. And then it stopped because we realized that they were all lying to us. Now, for me, that happened in 2016. But if for you it's happening in 2021, that's okay. I mean, it's not great, but it's okay. You have time to come on back and try to help us fix this whole thing. That's it. That's all we want. Come on back to America. Make your amends with whoever you've been awful to. And don't lie, commie. If you're still a commie at this point, we can all be pretty sure that you've been really, really awful to some people. So just fix that. Just fix it. Just apologize. I promise you they will accept it. And if they don't, you know what? You can live with that. You still need to be on this side of things. And be trying to help make it better so that we don't all end up in concentration camps. Because you see, Kami, that's where it's headed. That's where you have taken it. All right? And yes, it's you. It's not the other side. It's you. But come on back. Become American again. All good. Now, no one... Should be celebrating this FDA approval. But of course, people who own Pfizer and uh, BioNTech or BioNTech, I hear it said both ways, those people are happy. That's fine. They can celebrate because they are the sort of people who want to profit off the downfall of societies, much like their hero, uh, George Soros, right? It doesn't matter. What sort of damage you do to the world so long as you make money while it's happening. You know, hopefully enough money that you will be able to set up a society that is entirely geared toward making sure that you individually might live forever. Sounds great, doesn't it, commies? All you have to do is repeat the slogans better than everyone else. Find yourself enough money to be able to take advantage of people and then never stop taking advantage of people. Just do every morally wrong thing you can think of with no remorse whatsoever, and there is a good chance that you will end up achieving a state that some people refer to as success. You won't think of it that way because it's not going to make you happy and your life will be empty and you will know yourself as a doer of evil that no one can trust or should trust. But hey, there are a lot of commies out there that have no problem experiencing that feeling so long as they also get to go on vacation and tell other people what to do. But if you're a normal person with a normal brain and, you know, a sense of our shared humanity, then you should not be celebrating the fact that the completely corrupt FDA under its acting commissioner, Janet Woodcock, has now approved an experimental gene therapy that is killing people and injuring them at a higher rate than all vaccines in the last 31 years. And if you don't believe me, let's have Senator Ron Johnson tell you about it. Senator Johnson wrote this letter yesterday in hopes that he could cut off this approval. He addressed this letter to Francis Collins, the director of the National Institutes of Health, Rochelle Walensky, the director of for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and Janet Woodcock, the acting commissioner of the FDA. According to an article published on August 20th, 2021, in the BMJ, this is a medical journal, the Food and Drug Administration has decided, quote, not to hold a formal advisory committee meeting to discuss Pfizer's application for full approval of its COVID-19 vaccine. In a statement, The FDA reportedly told the BMJ that the agency did not believe a meeting was necessary because, quote, the FDA has held numerous meetings of its Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee related to COVID-19 vaccines, including a 22 October 2020 meeting to discuss in general the development, authorization and licensure of COVID-19 vaccines, end quote. All right. Got that. October 22nd of last year, they had a meeting. So all good. They don't need another meeting. They had one 10 months ago before people started taking the vaccine. No problem. An FDA spokesperson added, quote, the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine was discussed at the VRBPAC meeting on 10 December 2020. If the agency had any questions or concerns that required input from the advisory committee members, we would have scheduled a meeting to discuss. So again, don't worry about it. They handled all this in a meeting on December 10th of last year. So they've had two meetings. Both of them are over nine months ago. As you are well aware, I first raised the issue of vaccine safety signals coming from FDA and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's vaccine adverse event reporting system in a meeting with National Institutes of Health Director Collins on April 27th, 2021. Since then, I have written four oversight letters on the subject of vaccine safety, effectiveness and adverse events. To date, I have received little to no substantive response. This lack of transparency is unacceptable. Remember, this is a senator writing to federal agencies over whom the Senate has oversight, okay? Who is there to hold these federal bureaucracies accountable if they are unresponsive to the Congress? The Congress exists as the representatives of the people in government. And Ron Johnson is telling them, directly. I have oversight over you and nonetheless, you are completely unresponsive to all of my queries. As of August 20th, 2021, VAERS is reporting 12,791 worldwide deaths associated with the three COVID-19 vaccines available under an FDA emergency use authorization. Of those deaths, 4,632 occurred on day zero one or two following vaccination as the CDC and the FDA are quick to point out VAERS reports do not prove causation, but this number of deaths, particularly with 36.2% occurring within two days of vaccination should raise serious concerns. How can anyone dispute that? Honestly, They are pretending that because VAERS is not completely confirmed in the same way that other recording is, that it somehow doesn't count. But VAERS is a part of the CDC's tracking. And doctors submit those VAERS claims. It should also be noted that the 12,791 deaths related to COVID-19 vaccines reported on VAERS over the period of eight months compares to 8,966 deaths related to all other vaccines reported on VAERS since the inception of VAERS, a period of 31 years. All right, there are more in eight months from these vaccines alone than there were in 31 years from all other vaccines. And this does not raise alarm bells within your agencies or cause you to reconsider assembling an independent safety panel of outside experts. That's a question from Johnson. And a very good question. They don't even think they need another meeting. They handled it last year, even though at least 13,000 people roughly have died from it. Okay. Died from them, I should say. And people believe that. VAERS actually accounts for between 1% and 10% of the total instances. It is underreported on VAERS. And not only are they pretending that VAERS doesn't give accurate information, they're pretending it gives inaccurate information in the wrong direction. They're acting like these are overreported on VAERS. There's no proof of that whatsoever. Imagine making that claim. And using the communist logic to evaluate that claim, right? That's a baseless claim. It's a baseless claim that 13,000 people haven't died. It's a baseless claim to say that you can't trust VAERS. VARS has been around for a long time. People know how VERS works. All they're doing is sowing doubt on something that is underreported and they know it. They are sowing doubt so that people cannot use that information in their argument. They're just saying, oh, hey, that information that makes us look bad. Well, you're not allowed to use it. And that's happened the entire time about all of this. We have watched these very same people repeat the findings of the hydroxychloroquine article that appeared in the Lancet, or I should say study that appeared in the Lancet. Except that study was based on completely fraudulent data. The data was literally made up. And that article, that study passed peer review and was put into the Lancet. And so all the media companies, they wrote their stories off it and all the communists believed it. And then when the Lancet pulled that study, because it was quite obvious to everyone that the data was fraudulent, well, that didn't change anything, did it? It didn't change a damn thing. Everybody just acted like the original claim, the fraudulent claim, was still correct. Or at least it was correct enough that even if that study doesn't support it, it's still true. This is how the commie brain works. No kidding. There was another study that actually found hydroxychloroquine dangerous, and of course that got pulled as well. So their entire basis for saying hydroxychloroquine is dangerous and that it doesn't work has been completely eradicated and they still rely on it, whereas you can give them hundreds of studies on the other side. They believe all of those have been debunked. All right. What you have here is a pattern of ignorance. Okay, intentional ignorance because they do not want to even consider that they might be wrong. And they don't consider that they might be wrong while telling you how important it is to be right about these things. That is madness. It's just madness. Okay, it is mass psychosis, it is cultural insanity. Back to Senator Johnson's letter. In addition to deaths, Vars is also reporting 16,044 permanent disabilities, 51,242 hospitalizations, and 571,831 total adverse events related to the COVID-19 vaccines. I am receiving a growing number of letters from doctors and nurses detailing the vaccine injuries they are witnessing and treating together with the suppression and censoring of this information they are experiencing. Do you think that Senator Johnson is a conspiracy theorist? Is he lying? What is it, commies? What is it? What is your problem with this information? Ultimately, that thing you're thinking, commies, is, oh, well, sure. I don't know, man. I just, I can't trust his numbers. And he shouldn't be saying it. Cause him saying that, well, that's dangerous. People are gonna people are gonna believe him. Okay, Kami, what if they believe him? What if they believe him? He's right, what if they believe him? Well, I don't know if he's right. I can't trust his numbers. Why can't you trust them, Kami? Cause they're not what the TV says? Is that the problem, Kami? It is, isn't it? You can't trust a sitting senator who is working to save your life because he doesn't say the things the television says. That's you, Kami. That's you. You are the one declaring that the slogans, the state propaganda are more important than your own life. I'm not the one saying that. That is what you think, Kami. Ultimately, that is what you think. You think that when people die from vaccines, it's okay because the number is very small. Even though they wouldn't die from covid because the deaths from covid numbers actually are very small. It is fewer than one out of one thousand people who get covid. All right, a lot of people don't get it at all, but if you did get it, fewer than one out of one thousand people who do die from it, and almost all of those people who do are over seventy years old with multiple comorbidities. Okay, an average of four, an average of four. The chance that a healthy young or middle-aged person is going to die from COVID is like one in 10,000, one in 100,000, if you get it. So the chances of dying from COVID are extremely small. The chances of dying from the vaccine are higher in young people. And they're taking that vaccine. In fact, you are participating in forcing them to take the vaccine for a disease that cannot kill them. Again, commie, that's insanity. That's what the Nazis do, commie. Makes you think, doesn't it? No, no, it doesn't make you think. I was just kidding. I know. I know there's nothing that can make you think. Your agency's dismissive attitude toward natural immunity has also been puzzling, to say the least, and may increase the chances of vaccine injury in previously infected individuals, of whom, by the way, Ron Johnson is one. In its May 19th, 2021 advisory, the FDA specifically discouraged Americans and their physicians from determining the status of their antibody immunity to SARS-CoV-2. It would seem to me that more medical information, not less, is the key to improving health outcomes related to any disease, including COVID-19. Once again, he's right. Why should anyone who was infected with COVID and has natural immunity through antibodies need to take the vaccine. Why should they take the vaccine? There is no medical explanation for that whatsoever. But nonetheless, people in the medical community and the media and all the little barking seals spinning a little ball on their head, that's you, Kami, that's you. Are all just barking along <coughs> Do it, Anthony Fauci. Do it. Inject that person, Anthony Fauci. I know they don't need it, and I know that COVID can't kill them, but inject them, inject them, hold them down, hold them down and inject them. Oh, I love it. I love it when they scream. That's you, commies. That's you. You are now forcing people to get a vaccine for a disease they've already had and developed immunity to, and couldn't kill them in the first place, which, you know, can be proved by the fact that they already had it. Get that, commie? You understand? You're forcing them to be injected with an experimental gene therapy that may destroy their immune system permanently. And now you want it to happen to kids, too, even though you know for a fact that young people are developing myocarditis and pericarditis at an alarming rate from the vaccine. You do know that you've seen the headlines. You can pretend it's not true or you can pretend that someone on the television gave you a reason not to care. But, you know. You do know. And you're still suggesting it anyway. Kind of hideous, isn't it, Kami? Since the FDA's last VRBPAC public meeting, in addition to the VARS data, There have been a number of safety concerns raised by highly qualified medical professionals and researchers. A petition signed by 31 medical professionals and submitted to the FDA argues there is no need to short circuit the full approval process, including public safety forums, since the EUA is making the vaccines available to anyone 12 years or older choosing to be vaccinated. Got that? There's no reason to skip the full approval process. Anyone who wants the vaccine can already access it through the EUA. So why do they need to skip the process for approval? That's a valid question, don't you think, Kami? There's only a couple answers. One, they want to do vaccine mandates. They want to force people to be injected with an experimental gene therapy they don't want. Okay, that's medical tyranny. That's Nazism. And you know it. It's against the Nuremberg Code. How about that? Informed consent. Nope. We're going to give you blank inserts. For the packaging. Hey, this is what describes what's in the drug and what it does. Oh, it's blank. I can't know because the pharma companies don't want to show me. Well, that seems strange, doesn't it? Yeah, Tommy, it does. There's no reason to give this thing full approval, except the mandates and the knowledge that it couldn't get full approval if they did it with a proper process, because vaccines have been entirely taken off market in the past for a tiny fraction of what these experimental gene therapies have wrought on the actual people that have been injected with it. Some researchers are concerned about the unblinding of Pfizer's placebo group and how that will impact the reported trial results on safety and efficacy. Got that? They completely destroyed their control group so they couldn't track the difference in their own studies. But can they still use the study results for the FDA approval? They sure can. Do they need to have a public hearing about it where people might be able to see their public officials at work and how they make their decisions and perhaps weigh in on those decisions? Nope. Why? It's too dangerous. People might doubt the efficacy of the vaccines. Just by getting more information on them, they might end up doubting the efficacy and then everything goes to shit. Apparently, we're all going to die From a disease that can only kill one out of a thousand of us. If we get it. If people refuse to all take the vaccine exactly when the communists say it kind of makes you think none of this is about health in the first place, doesn't it? Recent data coming out of the UK and Israel regarding vaccine efficacy raises a number of questions, including quote. Why isn't the same data regarding U.S. breakthrough cases available to the American public? End quote. All these issues should be discussed in a transparent and public forum. That's a great point. Why isn't all the breakthrough data available? Well, that's because the CDC changed how to track that data they announced that they were not going to track breakthrough data unless the person ended up hospitalized or dead. And of course, are they tracking that data? Well, only through VARES, right? Where's the rest of their data on hospitalizations and deaths? Isn't the whole thing that they were supposed to track those? So they're not tracking them. They're not releasing them. And we're told that we shouldn't look at the VARES data. So there's really no way whatsoever to know what's happening with all these people who have injected themselves twice with an experimental gene therapy that we know from autopsies spreads the very spike protein into all of your bodily organs. How's it happen, commies? How does it happen? Is what I'm saying false? course not. So how does it happen that your vaccine is so awful in every way and that they actually prove that by the fact that they won't talk about it, won't track it and won't allow you to know how it's going and they'll approve it anyway, even though there's no reason to approve it since everyone who wants it can get it. So what does it all mean, Kami? What does it all mean? I see no need to rush the FDA approval process for any of the three COVID-19 vaccines expediting the process appears to only serve the political purpose of imposing and enforcing vaccine mandates. The observational phases of FDA approval take time because there is no substitute for time in detecting and determining possible long term harm. Additionally, we are already experiencing a severe healthcare worker shortage. Frontline doctors and nurses that are contacting me are expressing grave concerns about vaccine mandates, which will only exacerbate the shortage. Isn't that strange? They are doing things that actively exacerbate a healthcare worker shortage during what we're still told is a very dangerous, very deadly COVID-19 global pandemic, right? We have the very scary variant. Is the very scary variant still as very scary as it was two very scary weeks ago? It doesn't seem to be. I don't hear all the talk about Delta, Delta, Delta. Now we're on Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. What happened? Did the hospitals fill up? Did the deaths spike? Are we in another surge? No, no. Everything is totally, completely normal, just as it was last month and the month before 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 and the month before. I don't know how many that was, but I'm sure that I was right about absolutely every single one of them. That's. How long we've gone on telling ourselves this same stupid story that we're all in danger. We are not all in danger. We would not even know that this thing existed if we didn't have the television telling us about it all the time. Okay, the vaccines have done absolutely nothing to bring us toward herd immunity. The vaccines have done nothing, therefore, to slow the spread of covid-19. Whatever COVID-19 is, it's not a global health risk that we need to design all public policy around. People are not dying from COVID as they walk down the street. That's not happening. That never happened. The only mass COVID deaths were caused by Democrat Communist Party governors who putting sick people into nursing homes and killing their entire nursing home population. And we know it's true, commies. Everybody knows it's true. More people are killed from medical malpractice than from this virus. The flu is deadlier, especially to young people. This is all a crock of shit. A vaccine that can't prevent you from getting or spreading a disease can't help you achieve herd immunity. And so if no one is really dying from COVID, and by the way, I don't mean with COVID like all the other COVID deaths. I mean, from COVID, they get COVID, COVID kills them. Otherwise they were healthy. That number is microscopic. And we are still pretending everybody needs to take a dangerous vaccine to make that number no more microscopic. I don't think so, commie. Over the last year and a half, the decisions of federal health agencies have dramatically affected the lives of all Americans. The impact of these decisions has been felt in Americans' treatment options, employment, schools, housing and travel, and in countless other ways. The human toll of the social restrictions and economic devastation is incalculable. Unfortunately, your federal health agencies have not been transparent with the American people about how these life altering decisions have been made or what science and data they are based upon. I urge you to provide the information I have requested in my previous letters and to reconsider your decision not to assemble a VRB PAC public meeting prior to the granting of any final COVID-19 vaccine approval. Sincerely, Ron Johnson. Now, that is an excellent letter. Obviously, it fell on deaf ears, just as every other attempt to slow this bureaucratic machine down over the last year and a half has fallen on deaf ears. And why? Because what we have is not a government that represents the people. It is not a government of, by, and for the people. It is just A communist system where a bunch of bureaucrats and managers get to make decisions for everyone. So long as they can justify it. Oh, well, yes, the problems are very, very rare. Just take our word for it. No, we're not going to show you the data. Just trust us, though. It's rare. Do you know anybody who's harmed by the vaccine? Oh, you do? Okay, well, that was probably the only person then. Oh, you know, too. Okay, well, you know, the only two then. That is honestly the level of consideration your public representatives are giving you and your life and your family's life. That is how little they care. I would say it's not at all, but it's actually worse than that. They do care about you to the extent that you might slow down what their plan is and then They just have to work harder to silence you or just potentially dispose of you. And let's not pretend that this isn't true. All right. Aren't we all kind of past that? Even you commies out there like don't you get it yet? Don't you get it yet? You were told two weeks to slow the spread and here we are 18 months later and you're being told to inject yourself with an experimental gene therapy? Oh, uh, I'm just kidding, Kami. I know you did it by choice eight months ago. How did it feel the other day, Kami, when the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, came out on television and said that the chances of severe disease for people who got the vaccine early are increasing? How did that feel, Kami? That didn't feel very good, did it? And how did you respond? Oh, you responded by making sure to pressure more people into making the mistake that you made. Why did you do that, Kami? Honestly, explore your soul. Why would you be promoting and forcing more people to get an experimental drug that you took? Because you don't have the courage to say no. After you know that that drug does not prevent you from getting the disease, spreading the disease or even having serious disease or death. What does the covid vaccine do for you, Kami? You hear the numbers that they publicize. What do you think the actual numbers are, Kami, if they say that your very efficacious vaccine has gone down from 95% efficacy to 39% and then somewhere after that, they give it full FDA approval? What does that tell you, Kami, that you did the right thing? Well, okay, Kami, go with that then. Now, let's switch subjects completely without a segue. Donald Trump was in Coleman, Alabama on Saturday night to give a rally speech to 45,000 wonderful Alabamans. I think that that's what you guys are. Alabamians. Alabamers. I think it's the first one. But anyway, the big event was for Congressman Mo Brooks, who is running for Senate in Alabama. And Mo Brooks, up until Saturday night, was in very good MAGA standing. Okay. He was the first person to stand up and say that he would be contesting the uh, electors. from around the country based on the obvious and overwhelming evidence that the election was completely fraudulent and that there is no way in hell that anyone with two brain cells to rub together could possibly believe that Joe Biden got 81 million legitimate votes from actual living American citizens. Okay, Mo Brooks was the first one to stand up and say, no way that happened. You can't be in better standing with MAGA than that until you go out and try to convince a crowd of 45,000 people who are listening to you as a favor before Donald Trump starts speaking that they need to move on from that fraudulent election and look to the future, to 2022 and 2024. That's when we'll fix it all. We're just going to elect more Republicans And then everything is going to be fixed because we all know that Republicans aren't the problem. It's just the Democrat Communist Party, right? Oh, wait a second. There are Republican communists, too. Yes, they're called the Romneys, Republican commies. And they like election fraud as much as anyone. That's why so many Republican commies are standing in the way of election audits in places like Pennsylvania and Michigan and Georgia and Wisconsin. If they weren't, this election already would have been taken down months and months ago, because once again, the evidence of election fraud is obvious and overwhelming. And I'm not saying it's a little bit obvious or a little overwhelming. It's extremely obvious and very overwhelming. So Mo Brooks basically went out of his way to make one of the greatest unforced political errors that I have ever seen. And, you know, Mo Brooks will probably be fine because he seems like he's probably a good guy, but just the obliviousness to what's actually happening in the real world by someone who is in a position to know is incredible. All right. And it's eye opening to me and hopefully to Mo Brooks. I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, as soon as he said this, people were like, what did he just say we should move on? And so he starts getting booed and people are like, you could sense the genuine confusion In the crowd and Mo Brooks was, you know, kind of building up to this part of the speech where he thought he was going to get all this positive momentum and he was like doing these call outs like, is everyone going to fight in 2022 and is everyone going to fight in 2024 and everyone was just like, no man. We want to talk about the November 2020 election, obviously, just like every single voter around the country who isn't a communist wants. They started chanting, fix it now, fix it now. And then Mo Brooks decided eventually to join in. He was like, oh, oh, you guys actually want to fix it? Okay, well, I guess I can support that then. It was. Such an inauthentic moment. He was like getting peer pressured into chanting along with the people like you're not a leader if that's what you do. And sorry, Mo Brooks, I've thought you're a good guy this entire time. And I appreciate that you were the first one to stand up against election fraud. But you better straighten this shit out real fast because that is just embarrassing. You cannot tell people that their election was stolen and then don't worry, we'll fix it next time. We haven't done anything to make sure that they can't steal it again, but I'm sure it'll be better. No, it won't. No one believes that. No one's waiting around until next time. Fix it now or don't run, period. There's no space on this side. For anyone who thinks we can wait till 2022 or 2024. And I'm so glad that Mo Brooks, of all people, made this mistake because, you know, if it's Brian Kemp or somebody like that, that normal people already despise, the booze don't work. Right. They don't send the same message because. When you're booing a guy like that, it's just like, yeah, we hate you. Get off the stage. We're going to get rid of you as fast as we possibly can. When they do it to Mo Brooks, a guy that up till that moment was very well liked, that sends a message. And that message is if you are a Republican and you think you're going to continue to hold office without fighting to fix the November 2020 election, you, sir, are sadly mistaken. Mo Brooks. Cannot win the primary that he's in right now if he doesn't fix this. Those people will turn on him in an instant if he shows that he doesn't have the the will to fight. Okay, and all these Republicans who spend their time in Washington, D.C. or spend their time in RNC meetings and fundraisers and stuff like that, man, they don't get it. I don't know how anyone doesn't get it at this point, but apparently they don't. Okay. Apparently these these uh Rhinos and Romneys in Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Georgia and wherever else, they think they can just sit back and wait it out that the tide of election fraud is not gonna come for them. That's crazy. These Republicans who are resisting going back and doing full forensic audits in all these states They got another thing coming if they think they're getting away with that. This dude, Jake Corman in Pennsylvania, who's trying to uh, take Doug Mastriano off track and make sure that he can't get a full forensic audit for Pennsylvania. These guys are just manipulating the system so that they never actually have to deal with the problem. They really do think they'll be able to run out the clock. They'll get enough institutional money and power that however many people they lose for being part of the communist system, it won't matter because they'll just overpower them. They'll make a deal with dominion. They'll make a deal with whoever they need to make a deal with. Because again, the whole purpose on that side is to keep the corrupt system of election rigging in place. All right. You don't need to serve the people. If you're not getting elected by the people and instead you're getting selected and placed into office by powerful people who can influence the rigged election system, you just don't need a connection to the people at all. And Joe Biden told everybody that before the election, he said, I don't need you to get elected. I need you once I am elected. Everybody was pretending That that was just Joe's confidence. That's not his confidence. That's him telling everybody, it doesn't matter who you vote for. I'm the guy. Do not doubt that that is the system in place. All right. Trump was popular enough to break that system. He won anyway. That wasn't supposed to happen. Hillary Clinton didn't even walk out onto the stage to concede that night. She had John Podesta go out and say, oh, we'll have a statement in the morning. They thought they had that election won. okay, and not because of the polling and not because of Hillary's popularity, because the system was in place to force Hillary to win. And the members of the Democrat Communist Party are not the only ones who benefit from this. All right. That's the thing you have to remember. These people who are refusing forensic audits are doing so to preserve the system because in one way or another, they are benefiting from that system. Hopefully, what happened with Mo Brooks was a wake up call to all of those Republicans around the country. They can tell themselves it's just Alabama if they want, but wait until the next time one of them tries that. Dan Crenshaw got crushed online last week for pretending that the election was legitimate. That's going to keep happening. Because people who pay attention to this and people who now are awake and paying attention to politics every day. They're not going to be blinded to this. They're not going to ignore it. And they're not going to allow people to go on representing them who refuse to represent the most basic element of their position in our political culture, which is the right to vote and have your vote counted as one vote and have only other legal American citizens votes counted, not votes you invent. Not ballots you print at home on your computer that anyone can go gather up that you can go put in a Mark Zuckerberg Dropbox that you can go in and push a button on the computer and because it prints a paper, be told that, oh yeah, that's your, that's your paper ballot. That's the record of your vote. Oh really? Will I ever get to see that paper ballot again? No. No. I know it says Donald Trump on there, but it also has a few barcodes. Which one of those does the system read? Oh, it's the barcodes. So how can I know that that barcode represents my vote for Donald Trump? Oh, I can't. Well, what can I do to remedy this problem so I know for a fact that my vote did count? Oh, I can't do anything. Okay, That's literally what my voting experience was like in california last year the first machine i tried to put my vote into to have it read did not accept it it had to go to a different machine and what happened at that different machine well who knows but my ballot's gone and i voted who did i vote for well no one knows i'm not even sure california ever finished counting all their votes They just started installing whoever they wanted, and no one could say anything different. That's how voting is now. That's the future of voting for the rest of the country. California is trying to get through their recall election right now, and they are literally allowing people to print their ballots at home, and then they're allowing those ballots to be harvested. All anyone needs is to know the names and addresses of voters on the registry. That's every eligible voter, including countless illegal immigrants. All of them. All you need is a name and address. You print out a ballot with that person's name and address on it. You fill out the little bubbles and you throw it in Mark Zuckerberg's Dropbox. And then what prevents that vote from being counted? Absolutely nothing. Are they going to do signature matching? Are they going to do it as well as they did in Maricopa County, where they used a 0% match standard? 0%. They did not require the signatures to match at all. They just skipped over that part of the law. Did not care in the least little bit. And so now we have California where you can harvest them. You can put them in Mark Zuckerberg's drop boxes. And then they're going to get counted no matter what. That's all you have to do. Just figure out a name and an address of a person who is not going to be there to vote. And then you just put in a vote for them. No one can stop you. (laughs) They even made envelopes. For the mail-in votes so that when you put your finished vote back in the envelope, they can see what you voted for in the recall so that they can just throw your vote out. That's not a joke and it's not a conspiracy theory and I'm not being dramatic about it. That is a real thing that California voters are noticing and putting up online. It is extremely easy to see what a person voted for. We know who has the relationship with the postal workers' unions. We know that postal workers were implicated in election fraud in 2020. We do not have to be the kind of child brained communists who pretend that unless. You can lock this down right before me right now in a court of law beyond any shadow of a doubt that if you can't do that, then we should just not worry about it. They are creating systems for the purpose of cheating. And then we're being told that that cheating doesn't happen unless we can prove every single instance all the time that we ever bring up. Otherwise, we're conspiracy theorists. That's insane. That's like taking your valuables to a bank and being like, hey, I need a safe deposit box for these valuables here. And they say, well, okay, that sounds great. You give me your money to pay for the rental and also give me all of your personal information just because I I want it to. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your valuables. I'm going to put them in this nice little tray. And I'm going to put them in the safe deposit box. I'm going to give you the keys for it, but we're not going to close it. And we're not going to lock the room where all the safe deposit boxes are. And we took down and dismantled the cameras and we're just going to let people go in there whenever they want, even if they don't have a safe deposit box with their own valuables in it. And you would be like, well, then how are my valuables safe? And they respond, well, you know, statistically, theft from safe deposit boxes is extraordinarily rare. We actually have all these security measures in place. We have a limit to who's allowed to go in the room, we have security cameras. We have these keys that only you have. And we have these great boxes that no one can open. And you're like, okay, well, thank you. No, I, I get the security measures. That's why I was bringing my valuables to put them in a safe deposit box. But you just told me that I, I can't close the door and that you turned the cameras off and that anyone who wants can just come in even if they don't have a safe deposit box. So I understand that it's really rare that these things do get robbed and that you do have these security measures in place, but also you've dismantled all the security measures. And why should I depend on the statistics that you're telling me when someone can just walk in and steal all my valuables? And you're just supposed to accept that. That's what California and other states are doing with their elections. And they're actually expecting you to be such a sucker and such a child-brained communist that you will think, oh, well, as long as they say that it's rare and that the security measures are in place, I mean, I trust them. Why would they lie? Why would they lie about how rare this crime is? And if they're putting the security measures in place, obviously they want to stop the crime. So it doesn't matter if they actually use the security measures, just having them there, that'll prevent the crime all by itself. <laughs> that's how crazy this has gotten. Now that's how crazy this is. You can print your ballot out at home and have someone harvest it or put it in a Zuckerberg Dropbox, and no one will check your ID. No one will check your signature. No one checks anything about it. And if that's not good enough, if you want to vote on a real ballot that you didn't print out from your house, well, here's an envelope to mail it back in. But we can see right through the envelope and we have this deal with the United Postal Workers. And if if they end up throwing out your ballot because you voted yes, you want to call uh, recall Governor Newsom. Well, them's the breaks. Voter fraud is extremely rare statistically. Sleep well, commie. That's where we are. And so it was it was good that the crowd gave that reaction to Mo Brooks. And it was also good that the crowd gave the same reaction to Donald Trump when he was uh, recommending use of the vaccine. Now, I am not bothered by Donald Trump doing that. And I believe that it is really boring for people to still be complaining about that. All right. You want to boo him? Fine. You want to complain about it? Fine. We don't need to spend all day talking about it and thinking about it. All right. Donald Trump has a bigger thing going on than how he talks to you about vaccines. All right. I understand that it upsets you. That is the end of my concern for that issue. The people around Donald Trump and Donald Trump himself have certainly thought about this before. They are doing it for a reason. If you don't understand that reason or you don't think that anybody's explained a reason well enough, all of that is fine. But to pretend he's just up there doing it by mistake or because he's like doesn't care about killing people with a vaccine. I'm going to think you're insane. Okay, there has to be some reason if you don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt. okay. But let's not go and watch that idiot Anomalies videos and pretend that because he calls Trump Grandpa Moderna, oh, he's so edgy, that somehow Trump is like a vaccine salesman right now. okay? and Zero Molly is a moron. It doesn't matter how many times he says that he researches in every one of his videos. Here we are eight months later, and this dude is still pretending that The QAnon's were just victims of an operation trust scheme. What is he talking about? What does he want instead? A civil war? Really, what is he talking about? Oh, it pacified everybody. It made it so that they wouldn't fight for their rights. Meanwhile, this dumbass is out there in Hollywood being an influencer and saying that democracy worked last fall. Okay. so again, what does he want? Oh, I voted for Trump. You can't tell me anything because I voted for Trump. I can tell you you're a douchebag. I can do that. I can tell you you're dumb as shit. If you think that the Q thing is just operation trust so they could pacify everybody. Hey, dummy, there are election audits in Arizona. That's going to be the first thing. And then they're going to happen in other states. And then we're going to find out how much democracy did not work last fall. But it's cool that you placed your bet. You influencer, you great influencer. Oh, look at all my followers. I make YouTube money. Cool, man. (laughs) His show is about hip hop and political news. Gosh, what could be better and smarter than hearing about hip hop and politics from a dumb 35 year old white guy? Probably a genius about all of it. Is he going to tell us about Biggie again? Whoa. You know about Biggie, bro? Wow. And his whole thing is about how Donald Trump received the second most money from the pharma companies out of the two presidential candidates. It's like $2 million, $2.4 million, something like that. That Donald Trump's campaign, by the way, not Donald Trump personally, but Donald Trump's campaign received from Big Pharma. And so that, according to this dumb person, Ann O'Malley, is the justification for why Donald Trump is out there being Grandpa Moderna, the vaccine salesman. Really, a billionaire, a billionaire is out there selling a vaccine that he knows is dangerous because the pharma companies gave his campaign the second most money out of two candidates. That is the brilliant logic that he has now based multiple videos on. All right? I don't actually know how anyone... That dumb has that many followers, but I'm not surprised because of course he is an Instagram influencer. Their job is to figure out ways to make people pay attention to them. All right. And that is what he is doing. If he was actually smart and saying smart things about politics, he would have been kicked off Instagram. All right. That is a fact. He is doing the work Of the communist side while saying, yeah, but I voted for Trump. I voted for Trump. I voted for Trump. You people are all stupid. You need to listen to me, cousin expert. Don't listen to Grandpa Moderna, who is, you know, busy tearing down centuries old corruption and exposing all of the corruption in every aspect of American society. Don't listen to that guy because that billionaire his campaign got $2 million from Big Pharma. So now he's compromised. This is the level of political analysis we get from Anzero Molly, the Instagram influencer, cousin expert. So smart. But anyway, fine. Donald Trump should speak out against the use of vaccines, right? right? Everybody agrees the vaccines should not be mandated and they are dangerous. All right. I agree. Trump might agree too. So why isn't he saying the thing you want him to say so badly? There must be another reason. Huh? I wonder what that reason could be. Maybe it's because he has to Maybe it's because you haven't really thought about what might happen if he takes the opposite approach. Donald Trump is the person who told the country about hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, remdesivir, Regeneron, monoclonal antibodies, UV light therapy, chlorine dioxide. I could go on. He told the country about all those things. All of those therapeutic treatments should have made it impossible for the pharma companies to get the emergency use authorization, but it didn't. Isn't that interesting? The one person who did the most out of anyone to make sure that the pharma companies couldn't get the vaccine out there on an emergency use authorization is the same one that is a pharma company shill. That's what we're supposed to believe because cousin expert and zero Molly said so on Instagram. And Oh, it seems very right. He pulled up a picture uh, of the, uh, of the campaign contributions and everybody knows that politicians are bought. They do whatever the money says. Yes, totally. A billionaire, does whatever the pharma company says because the pharma company gave his campaign $2.4 million, the second most out of the two candidates. Very smart, Mr. Influencer. Very smart. So, you know, I'm obviously 100% on board with your opinions of the vaccine, okay? But if you are out there freaking out Because Donald Trump's not saying the thing you want him to say. Settle down. The crowd booed him when he talked about the vaccines. Again, just like Mo Brooks, a very, very powerful message. Okay, People are going to understand that even like CNN and those like commie outlets, they just couldn't resist taking the bait and putting that out there that Trump fans will even boo Donald Trump if he recommends getting the vaccine. Once again, the mainstream media is making our case for us because they think everyone is so dumb that they will only accept how the mainstream media frames it rather than how they view the event themselves. Okay. What they're actually telling the American population, is that Trump supporters do not do things just because Trump says to do them. That is an important message for people to understand. And listen, if Donald Trump changes his messaging around the vaccine because of that experience, good. Again, I'm on your side about all of that. I'm just not going to freak out on Donald Trump because he's not saying the best possible things, all right? There is something bigger at work in what Donald Trump is doing. And it doesn't help to go around trying to black pill people, which is what Cousin Expert is doing. Now, before I wrap up, I am not sure where this stands right now because I paused in the middle to grab some water. But it seems like the FDA's actual letter is only extending their emergency use authorization of the Pfizer vaccine. And they have another thing now that they're calling Comirnaty or something. I don't understand why they're giving it a special name now. But there seems to be some confusion about what has actually happened today. And I think, you know, again, don't know speculation, but I would not be at all surprised if the media is just falsely portraying what happened this morning with the FDA. I mean, the media is who decided that Joe Biden won the election. All right. There's certainly not real votes there. The media just came out and announced on November 7th that they agreed that Joe Biden had won the election. That was it. And nothing has changed since then. They haven't added on to their evidence So it wouldn't surprise me at all if they just tried to convince the public that the Pfizer vaccine has full FDA approval and now they can mandate everything. They really don't care. They think we are all too stupid to realize what they are doing. So I'm sure we will know more about that tomorrow. I will be back tomorrow. At the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Maston and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic and Joe Biden will never be president.